Friday, January 11th, 2019. This is episode 311. I'm your host, Patrick. Thank you for stopping over to We Live on a Planet. I do appreciate it. Chilly here in upstate New York this morning with the temperatures about 13 degrees. Feels like temperatures of negative three. Highs are only going to be about 18. And the winds are whipping out of the northwest at 15 miles per hour. Yeah, whipping. Holy cow. Whip it good. (laughs) I get distracted. Thank you. I do appreciate it. It it makes it fun. But now all of a sudden I'm thinking about that Devo Whip It song. Whip it good. It looked like they had flower pots on their heads in that old video. I remember watching uh, MTV back in the day and just loving it. And now there's no music on it. TV's changed anyways, hasn't it? A lot has changed. Things are always changing. That's the only constant life has changed. We have a lot to talk about today. I'm glad that you're here and uh, let's dive right into this stuff. So stick around. I'll be right back. beautiful thing about learning is that no one can take it away from you. B.B. King. We're going to learn today. I Hopefully we're going to learn something today. I like to learn. I think it's fun. And it is true. The beautiful thing about learning is that no one can take that away from you. All right. I headed over to Google this morning and typed in, I'm feeling curious. And this is what they gave me. How many tennis balls are used in Wimbledon? Okay, here we go. Try to distract me again. Now I'm going to think about ACDC. Just a little while ago, I was thinking about Devo. All right, I do appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, how many tennis balls are used in Wimbledon? Wimbledon organizers lose about 50 tennis balls every day, with many taken by fans who want a memento. Holy cow, wait to hear this. Some 54,000 stamped balls are ordered for the two-week championship, with almost 2,000 balls used every day holy shit that's a lot of balls do you like tennis i'm not a huge tennis fan i'm really not i growing up i i did like watching john McEnroe because he would just lose it and have these meltdowns and break his racket and it was so fun to watch this guy but tennis wasn't really a sport that was popular in my little school i i've talked about my tiny little school and we did have a tennis team but it's something I didn't play. I played football and I was also a cheerleader. I don't know, I think I've shared that before with you guys, but I was a cheerleader and it was awesome. It was awesome being a, a male cheerleader, just surrounded by girls. Are you kidding me? What the great odds. I actually taught cheerleading as well. I was a cheerleading coach my senior year of high school. I taught for a company uh, by the name of ICF. It was an international cheerleading foundation. And we traveled all across the country and taught classes. And it would be like uh, from Friday to Sunday is how long the classes would run. And we'd go to local colleges and have schools from all over the regions come in. And there'd usually about 250, 300 girls at these organizations of these cheerleading camps. So I was right in my glory being a male cheerleader. I was in better shape when I was a male cheerleader than when I played football throwing around my partner, throwing her over my head and doing all those tricks and stuff like that. And I usually actually had a pretty good toe touch. Now I can't, oh my God, if I were to reach down and try to touch my toes, I'd probably pull a hammy. (laughs) 
but yeah so now you know something about me maybe you didn't know maybe maybe you missed that episode where i talked a little bit about cheerleading it was a lot of fun i i ended up becoming a cheerleader because the girl i was dating at the time had hurt her knee and uh the cheerleading squad was getting ready to go to nationals in tennessee and so I was friends with, my school was small, so you knew everybody. And I was friends with the cheerleaders and the girl I was dating was like, Gordy, you gotta, you gotta come check out cheerleading. You, you gotta come do this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't want to be a cheerleader. I don't want nothing to do with this. And they're like, no, it, you know, it's, it's changed a lot. And I'm thinking pom-poms and all that stuff. And they're like, why don't you come check out one of our our practices and see what it's all about and so I went and the cheerleading coach had a, a tape of like um, SU cheerleaders and that kind of stuff of the college cheerleaders and they were throwing girls all over and catching them with one hand and doing all that kind of stuff and she's like this is the kind of stuff I want you to do I'm like oh really I you know I was thinking pom-poms and all that and so I was down it was fun and I'll tell you though, you know, I, I graduated in the eighties and things were different back then. And people, people weren't too keen on that. I grew up out here in the country and my town only has about 17,000, but the surrounding little areas, some of these little places only have three to 5,000 people, if that in it. And I remember one of our rival schools, me going there and the fans, the basketball fans throwing pennies at me. And just yelling out these terrible, terrible things to me and everything. But I was like, I don't care. Throw pennies at me and call me whatever you want. I'm changing with these girls. I'm the one hanging out with these girls. I'm the one getting to know these girls. So do whatever you want and call me whatever you want. And, but on that same note, I would have people at the end. Sometimes they would come up, um, parents or other people and say, man, you've got You've got some balls, you got kahunas, and good for you, and kudos to you, and what you just did was awesome, and I've never seen anybody throw around a girl like that, and it was a lot of fun. Dirty Dancing was huge at that time, and I remember us doing a um, halftime show where me and my partner, we did that whole Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey where she runs across the floor, and I pick her up and do all that crap. It was fun. It was fun. I, I would love to contact my cheerleading coach and get some old VHS tapes and see what it was like back in the day of me cheerleading. It was a lot of fun. Wow. We went from tennis to cheerleading. How did that happen? Hmm. Well, it is. We live on a planet. It's random, perfectly imperfect podcast where we talk just about everything and nothing. Stick around. When we come back, we'll head on over to the history channel's website and see what happened on this day of history. I'll be back. All right, something new I started this year for We Live on a Planet is Word of the Day. I downloaded that app to my iPad, and I want to just strengthen our vocabulary here and see what the word is today. And the word is? Polemical. Polemical. Relating to or involving strongly critical, controversial, or disputous writings or speech. An example, good bloggers tend to be acerbic, prolific, polemical and good in short spurts. All right. Well, that's good. But what is acerbic? All of a sudden I read that. I'm like, well, here's the example, but I don't know what acerbic means. 
So we're getting a double dose of words of the day, acerbic, especially of a comment or style of speaking, sharp and forthright, which I, I'm not really sharp and forthright anymore. I tend to hold my tongue now. I used to, well, I no, I always have been one of the guys that wanted to pet the cat the right way. I always just wanted everybody to like me, so I wasn't very polemical. And I still am not very polemical here at We Live on a Planet because I don't talk about politics and I don't talk about religion and I don't share my views that much just because of the day of the age we're living in nowadays. We're so divided. And the last thing I want to do is have to try to divide anybody here at We Live on a Planet. So I'm not very polemical. But I think sometimes I'm eloquent, I hope. All right, thanks for uh, sticking around for Word of the Day. We'll be right back. You ready to get your history fix? Let's do it. We're at the History Channel's website. I encourage you to go on over to the History Channel's website and see what more there is on this day of history. I'm just going to give you the little potpourri. On this day in 1935, Amelia Earhart's first solo flight from Hawaii to California takes place. Also on this date in 1964, the U.S. Surgeon General declares cigarettes are bad. Bad for you. I'm still cigarette free. Thank goodness. yoo On this day also in 1984, Michael Jackson is up for 12 Grammys for his hit The Thriller album. He ended up winning eight. Thriller. Man, I had that on vinyl. Also on this day in 1908, Teddy Roosevelt declares the massive Grand Canyon in northwestern Arizona a national monument. Have you ever been to Grand Canyon? It's awesome. Over 5 million people visit a year to the Grand Canyon, and I was one of them. That's where my wife and I actually got engaged, was Grand Canyon. And I, for some reason... And I know I'm not the only one because I've heard about people having this feeling. When I got to the edge, I felt like leaping off. Not leaping off to my death or anything. I just felt like I I wanted to, I don't know. I've heard there is something about that with big, huge heights where people get this feeling of um, wanting to leap or something. And it was weird. It wasn't that, like I said, it wasn't one of those where I wanted to leap to my death. I just felt like... I don't know. I can't quite explain it. It was something um, primal, subprimal or something in it. I can't quite explain what it was. If you've ever been to the Grand Canyon and you've had that feeling, then maybe you know what I what I mean. Maybe you're looking right now and shaking your head and going, what the frick is he talking about? I've never stood on a height and felt like jumping. The guy sounds crazy. Well, you already know I'm crazy, but <laughs> I... Um, I don't know. I can't quite explain what that feeling was, but it was it was awesome. Grand Canyon was great. I want to go back to it. We did a, a pink Jeep tour is one of the things, and the Jeeps are pink. And we drove all through the Grand Canyon, and where we got engaged was a place called Summerine Rock. And I had the ring with me, and uh, I've told this story before, so... I'm, I'm not trying to uh, compartmentalize, and that's what I'm doing right now. So I can't tell you what episode it was to tell you to go back and listen to my story about getting engaged. But if it's something that you're interested in, you want to hear more about it, give me a buzz, and I can give you the rundown. Speaking of giving me a buzz, I got some phone calls. Let's open the phone line and hear from you guys. We'll be right back. Stick around.
Oh, looks like line one. You want to grab that for me? Man, we're out of date. That's That sounds like an ancient phone. Thank you, Patrick. You're the bomb. Can we still say that in today's society? I don't know. Back in our day, that just means you're awesome. Thanks. I'm going to share it on today's podcast, and I'm going to add it to yesterday's podcast so that people can see how cool pod podcasting and using Anchor is. We can talk to people in Poland. How awesome is that? It was such a great interview. So thank you again, Patrick, and thank you for showing us that even though the Earth is huge, it really is a tiny, tiny planet. Have a great day. This is Lisa over at Living with Lisa, keeping it real. Great to hear from you, Lisa. Thank you. That's Living with Lisa, keeping it real. Find her anywhere podcasts can be found. And Lisa, the other day, called me up and asked me if I would call into her podcast and leave her a little kind of heads up about my talk with Marcin Stanklik, which was episode 309. Marcin Stanklik is in Poland, and it just goes to show how this Anchor app can reach out through all over all corners of the globe, and we were able to have a conversation with Marcin in Poland, and it was awesome. So, so thank you, Lisa, for promoting my podcast a little bit. I do appreciate it over on yours. Go check out Lisa and see what's going on over at Living with Lisa, keeping it real. Looks like we have another phone call. Stick around. We'll be right back. Thanks again, Lisa. Patrick, hey, it's your friend Hugo. Listen, I wanted to say that ever since our recording together last year, um, I've taken a different turn, um, cleaned up a lot of stuff, uploaded the app that you uh, recommended, uh, you know, feeling healthier, feeling more vibrant, uh, recorded some episodes uh, m myself about, you know, those fantastic feelings and those stem from that wonderful hour or so conversation that you and I had last year. So keep up the great work. It's always fantastic to listen to you. You do your thing. And uh, I'm looking forward to possibly recording with you this year if, if you're up for it. Thanks. Thanks, Hugo. That's Hugo Torres. You can find him anywhere podcasts are found at Hugo's Posts. On episode 295, him and I had a brief conversation. It was only about five minutes on my end. Then we got cut off and we ended up finishing our conversation over at his podcast. I can't give you the number because I'm not sure what number it was for his episode. But we ended up having about an hour long conversation and we talked about everything. And I'm happy that you took that leap and that you're trying to make a life change and that you're feeling fantastic. And the app that Hugo's talking about is an app that um, I found over three years ago when I became sober called Sober Grid. And it tracks your whole sobriety. You can put on how much you spent on alcohol and it gives you how much you've saved. Hence me being able to tell you guys how I've saved over $30,000 from being sober. Sober? No, not sober. Sober. Learn to work mouth. And I appreciate that, Hugo. I appreciate you sharing that with us. And I'm definitely down to do another conversation with you. It was awesome. And I feel really happy that if We Live on a Planet can make one bit of change for somebody, then I feel like I've accomplished something. So thanks, Hugo. Looks like we have time for one more call. Stick around. We'll be right back. By the way... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I tagged you. I tagged you in one of my Instagram posts just because I'm laughing because I'm talking about Pink Floyd and the wall. And all of a sudden I was listening to the lyrics. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, tear down the wall. 
Anyway, I'll talk to you later. We'll see what happens. Okay, bye. Thank you, Maria. Another brick in the wall. I do appreciate it. That's Maria from Strong Body, Strong Soul. Go check her out anywhere podcasts can be found. Thank you for shouting me out on Instagram. I appreciate that. Yeah, let's build bridges, not walls. Definitely. Thank you, Maria, for your time. Thank you for calling in. If you want to be a part of the show, just like Lisa was or Hugo or Maria, you can be a part of the show too. If you're using the Anchor app, it's really easy. You just push that little message button. If you're listening through another podcast provider, such as my awesome sponsor, Pocket Cast, then you can reach me at my website, WLOAP.com. There's a little phone button. Hit that little icon and you can leave me a voice message and we can get you on the airwaves. Thanks so much for your time. I hope you have an awesome, safe weekend. Do your best today to stay curious and not judgmental. And uh, try to learn today. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks again. Peace, my friends.